Welcome to the Everyday Ironman podcast, where we talk to real athletes just like you and me that are working to complete an incredible goal. My name is Mike Bosch, and I'm excited to welcome back to the show the anchor of our Ironman 70.3 Texas relay team, Eric Horton. Eric, welcome back to the show. Unfortunately, uh, anchor is probably a good description. I I will be uh, dragging the team down. You know what? You know it's funny because uh, that is not the greatest (laughs) name for the person who finishes the relay. Because the anchor, as you just pointed out, is is normally not something that is associated with speed and things like that. Right? It's more of a a strong, immovable force. Uh, so it is interesting why they chose that, but it did seem appropriate. So I thought I would, um, I thought I would use it, but I do, I do, uh, I do want to, you know, take a few minutes and, and welcome you back to the show and, and, and thank you for, uh, providing this much needed update. I'm sure all the listeners out there are trying to, are scratching their heads, trying to figure out where we are in this process. They, they were able to hear Lindsay's report last week. I constantly talk about how bad my swim is. So uh, <laughs> before we before we get into how your run is going, what I wanted to do is just give a really quick level set. You were a runner growing up. You are a high school football referee. Yep. And you've been running on and off fairly consistently, right, for the last yep. couple of years, last several years, right? Is that a fair yep. is that a fair yep. recap? Okay, perfect. Yep. So so now everybody's up to speed on on where we are. So we're literally less than 30 days away from race weekend. Hmm. How are you feeling? Uh, excited and uh, nervous all at the same time. More, I don't, I don't want to say panic has set in uh-huh. because I, I'm, I'm, I'm on the backside of 45. So, you know, we don't panic. We sweat heavily. You know, and we eat a lot, but we don't panic. So <laughs> I, I panic a little bit, but that that's good. Um, excited though is a is a fantastic emotion to be feeling right now. So you've you've obviously you've you've run your share of of races. You've done some local stuff. Uh, I know you've done a you've done a marathon. Um, is this the is this the biggest race? that you've been involved in or have you had something bigger than like, well, how would you, how would you compare this? I, I think it's probably the biggest, maybe the Cowtown marathon, you know, okay. just number of people there, but this is probably the most nervous I've been in a, for a race in quite a while, you know, quite a while. And is it because, um, is it because of the relay aspect of it? Because I, I also have, uh, you know, me- uh, feelings that I don't remember having when I did the standalone events because there is that added complexity of the the teammates, right? So on one hand, I only have to do one of the three disciplines. Yep. On the other hand, my performance on that one third of the disciplines affects the other two members of my team. So how how are you processing these thoughts? Uh- Exactly. So, you know, it's the, uh, mine's a little different than yours, right? Cause you're like, Hey, you're going to start out and go. Yeah. So I, I'm excited. Hey, I've got a half marathon. It's in Galveston. 
Um, I think one thing we've talked about before is I, I love running a different course. I, I don't like doing the same race twice because I like doing something different, I like a different run. Yep. And so I, I've never done this course. So th- that's exciting. Uh, the nerve part is, will I get to run? You know, we, it's a realistic possibility. Hopefully it did not have, I don't get to run. And so there's that. And then there's the, oh, wow. They go, they finish, they perform. What if they, they, get, they don't get a finish of the race because I didn't finish? So that's a realistic possibility. So it's the everything. And one thing that I'm, there is one item I'm stressing out about is what am I going to do? What do I do all day? When there's a race at 8 a.m., I know what time to get there. I know what my prep is. I know. So am I watching you? Am I eh, saying, staying at the uh, condo? Am I going to IHOP and eat some pancakes? What am I doing? Right. You know, oh, great. Now what do I do for the, you know, when Lindsay's on the bike? So, I, yeah. Those, <laughs> those are, about those, items. those are all great. Um, those are all great observations and, and things to bring up. Right. So obviously we have the advantage of using the Ironman tracker. Right. So, uh, you know, part of me, part of me, if I was in your position, I would, uh, I want, I would want to be on, um, on site and, uh, you know, take in as much of the experience as possible. But part of me also would want to, uh, save my energy and, and prepare. Right. So there's two sides of that. I think, um, because we are all in a little bit out of our elements while I've been very, uh, very vocal and open about my, my, uh, my swim situation. I probably from that aspect have it the easiest. Lindsay is, is in a similar situation. She doesn't, you know, she'll probably get to the bike, uh, to get to transition one pretty, pretty early on and just wait for me to show up because I should be there sometime between 40 and 40 minutes and 60 minutes right somewhere in the neighborhood. <laughs> Whereas you have my, my buffer, uh, uh, time and then her buffer time, right. To compound. And so by the time it comes to, to your transition, it could be anywhere from an hour to an hour and a half difference between projected times. And I mean, hopefully not, but it could be right. Yeah. And so, uh, I think, I think the Ironman tracker is going to be your, your buddy, uh, in my opinion, right? So you can keep track of where Lindsay is uh, on course and and have some kind of idea of what time. Now, I don't know that I would go to IHOP. Uh, I'm nothing against IHOP. I love me some IHOP. Um, but that does that does bring up a question that I that I don't think I was going to ask, and I didn't ask Lindsay. Is have you thought about your your pre race meal? So I think within the first couple episodes, uh, Mike Bowers was on, uh, on the show. He was a guest and he, you know, I have always heard you carb load the night before he, his advice was no, 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 no. You carb load two nights before you get that. You allow your body to absorb all of those nutrients process, you know, your, your system process it the following day. And then you eat relatively light throughout the day. Have you have you thought about what your process or what your uh, process is uh, going to be? No, not until now. Thanks. Now I got another thing to stress well, out about. So, well, so Lindsay said the same thing. I'm not. I'm not trying to stress <laughs> you guys out, but I'm trying. This is this is this no, is part it, of why we're going this this together, right? Because these are things you haven't experienced. Well, well, see, 
what I keep flashing back, you know, I don't know, four or five years ago, you and I, we did a relay. We did a we five, did. five person, 10 mile relay. And we did. We had a, we had a teammate that was the fifth leg. Uh-huh. And I, you know, I was the organizer. I had to get in, check us in at 4.30 that morning. He came out with me at 4.30 and stood out there all day at the start and finish line of the relay, snacking, grazing, never resting, and sitting out in the heat. And, yeah. and so his time compared to what his time should have been was drastically different. And so that's what yeah. I, that, that's what I, you know, you're right. The eating part is, you know, I, I've, I've thought a little bit of, okay, hey, uh, I normally don't eat breakfast. I normally don't eat before I run. I, I don't, I don't like eating before I run. I struggle to eat when I'm done. However, that's when you're running at four, five, six, seven in the morning while I'm, you know, running lunchtime. So how, yeah, you know, how, what, what do I eat? What do I eat a little bit? So I'll, I'll probably go a little light, you know, probably some grains have maybe have some gummies with me, uh, you know, th- things like that. Maybe, a, maybe a little sandwich, uh, you know, lettuce wrap or something, but not, not too heavy. You know, that that's more what I'm thinking about morning, uh, mid morning, but I, I don't want to change my routine too, too much. Uh, but yeah. I, I mean, I do have to have some caloric intake before I take off. That, you're not, you're not going to keep a, uh, you're not going to keep a cheeseburger in your pocket for emergency no, no. use only. Oh, that would, that would, that would be absurd. A fried egg, maybe, but not a cheeseburger. I mean, this is Texas. You have a taco. I mean, you know. So, so obviously we're doing the 70.3. Yep. And so on a 70.3 race, you don't have a special needs bag. So Eric, I don't know if you're familiar with this, but on a full Ironman, you get a special needs bag on both the bike and the run, right? And so basically what that means, the, the bike course is 112 miles, somewhere around uh, mile 80, you can uh, load a bag of things that you would stop and get same thing on the run. So the run is 26 miles, normally somewhere around 16, 17 miles. You can pick up your special needs bag. I've heard some, somebody or some buddies have put cheeseburgers in their special needs bag for the run. Now I can't imagine, uh, cause I just ran, I just ran the, um, the Cowtown marathon two weeks ago. I cannot imagine stopping at mile 18 and eating a cheeseburger, but Everybody has a different process. You know, you got a shot of tequila, shot of Patron, something that hurt, you know, to drown out the pain. Yes. Cheeseburger, no. There was actually a guy at around mile 25 that was giving out fireball shots. And I don't, I don't drink by choice, but there was a bucket of empty cups of people that had <laughs> taken him up on his offer previous to me getting there. Yeah. So it was quite the deal. So, I, you know, maybe. Okay, so so you're 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 excited. You're a little bit nervous. Uh, there's a little bit of anxiety over you know what uh, what time to be ready and all that. Totally understandable, right? Definitely want to think through your nutrition plan. Um, I did tell Lindsay, so I want you to be thinking about what you believe your projected run time is going to be, right? So I'm going to project. So not not on this show, not on this podcast. But we will post it on Instagram the uh, a couple days before the race, maybe the Friday before the race. So we're going to project out our combined times as well as our individual times with the goal of being as close to our actual time as possible. So it's not a, you're going to predict that you run a four hour half marathon and you come in at, you know, 
two and a half. And you're like, hey, I beat my predicted time. That is not what we're looking for. We're looking for accuracy. So we want to get as close to our predicted time as possible. So be thinking about that. I, you know, I, I think that, that that'll be fine. I also think, you know, your your listeners should put in their times of what they think we will do based Ooh, on. Wow. And see who, you know, gets the closest. I, I think we uh, can come up with a special prize for them. The person who gets the you closest. You know what? Actually, I, I, I really like that. I think I will post that on Instagram next week. I will ask uh, for them to message us with uh, or comment on the post on what you think our times are going to be. I think that's uh, that's a I love that. That is awesome. We'll see how that goes. Um, okay, so uh, we know how you're feeling. So let, let, now let's talk about your training, right? Yes. How's your training going? Uh, so... You know, this is the first time that I've added strength training to my running. Okay. And uh, that has added a uh, different element. So normally when I, when, uh, the last uh, time we did this, talked about, I love to run in the mornings. Don't like running in the afternoons at all. Uh, my wife has started walking and she wants to walk in the afternoons. And um, so we've had the ice and the sleet lately. So. Mm-hmm. I've been doing the running and then the lifting in the afternoons with her. And so that has, uh, I, I think I, I, I know I feel better. I feel better. Um, I look in the mirror and I don't ne- think I necessarily look better. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, you know, uh, someone said, you know, Hey, you look like you still belong in the Clydesdale division. So, wow. I mean, eh, you know, eh. it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, but I, I feel better. And so you know, I, I ran, uh, I, I did a uh, little five mile run this afternoon and then did some uh, uh, core workout afterwards and uh, okay. after work. So I enjoyed it. Uh, I, did, I, I felt good. The, the run felt good. As you know, yesterday I, I was sick and, uh, but I felt actually good today. I, um, yeah. I didn't go hard all out. It, it was, you know, my, my, my goal is to do a sub 11 minute uh, for the run. I did okay. a ten forty five pace today, uh, and then and then did the uh, the 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 core circuit afterwards. So, okay, all right. So I'm gonna I want to break that down uh, just a little bit. So obviously uh, we are in North Texas. Um, we're still in the first week of March. I guess the second week technically. So the weather has been a little up and down. Have you been able to, uh, have you been able to do any outdoor running or have you done no. most of your running on treadmill? Uh, all treadmill for the last three weeks. Okay. So I don't know if it's come up on the show before. Uh, I know it's come up that we work together, but what okay. I don't know if it's come up is we are fortunate that we have a, I would say a full gym available to us in our, of the building that we work. And so uh, a couple treadmills, uh, exercise bike, uh, cable machine, a couple of uh, Nautilus type machines, uh, full shower. So if you get all stinky, sweaty, uh, you can clean up. So that's pretty sweet. So you're taking advantage of, of that. Yeah. Uh, Rhonda, also your wife also works in the building. So that's, that's really good that, that you're able to work out alongside her, even though maybe y'all are at different paces, because one of the things that has come up on our podcast before is, uh, it's the time commitment and it's the time negotiation with your spouse or your partner of, I'm going to be away while we're doing this. And, and it can cause some, uh, from some friction if 
if you know if both sides aren't bought into the same goal or understand the commitments and stuff like that. So that's awesome that Rhonda is supporting uh, supporting you through that. So when you're running on the treadmill, Eric, um, talk talk me through. I hate the treadmill. And I've heard some people refer to it as the treadmill. I don't know that I think that that's true. But when you're running on the treadmill, is it just as simple as your you just program your miles per hour and you zone out? Do you uh, do you vary your speed up and down? Do you do you set it at any incline? Like talk talk me through your treadmill uh, settings. Uh, so. You know, er, early on, I, I did more uh, inclined and more inclined, okay. uh, two or three, and uh, and and wanted to build some more strength while I was running, and because so, uh-huh. I wasn't lifting and running at the same, you know, yeah, in that same time period, uh, and so n- now I I do have a plan. Okay, I'm going to go in like this this afternoon. It was okay. I have a certain pace that I want to run at. And a certain time I want to get done, how far am I running? And then I'm going to add, you know, um, so what, I, what I've started doing is been varying a little bit, but like today it was 15 minute run, one minute walk. Okay. Uh, and then it was a 14 minute run, one minute walk, 14, one, uh, and, and doing that in my <clears throat> was, you know, Hey, I'm going to set the run at, at a certain pace and I walk at a certain pace. The second run, I was one tick faster. Okay. And so my walk was one tick faster and just okay. uh, doing a consistent doing yep. that uh, and, and just being consistent of what, yep. So Sunday open transparency and I was, I was not feeling good. I was supposed to do 10 miles, took every ounce of energy I had to do right at seven, everything I had. Um, I had a plan and it just, it, it just didn't work. And yeah. um, so I had actually was slowing it down. But outside of that, it's been most of the time it's been very consistent. I knew this is what I'm going to run. This is what I'm going to walk. This is what I'm going to run. This is what I'm going to yeah. walk. And uh, zoning out, I wish I could zone out a treadmill. I, you know, I, you know, I, yeah, it doesn't happen. The gotcha. treadmill is, is, is a good way to describe it. I love that. Yeah. And so I, I, I appreciate you being honest about your Sunday run. I mean, obviously, um, I, I know that you were sick yesterday. We're, we're full transparency. We're recording on Tuesday We're this episode will release, we're released on Friday. And so you were sick yesterday. Um, probably, uh, we're coming down with something on Sunday, which may be why you were able to, or you were, it was necessary to cut your run short. Um, so you had 10 miles scheduled for Sunday. Yep. Do you have, um, like, what is your. And everybody has a different plan. Some people have structured plans, and I don't know what you're following. Um, Sunday, I'm guessing, is your long run yep. for the week. So, are Sunday, you? Sunday. Yeah, so Sundays is your long run. Makes sense. Are you? Uh, what, what What would you do this coming week? So you were supposed to do 10 miles last week. Do you go back a little bit as a recovery week and then go forward again? We still have four weeks to go. So mon- Monday uh, is, is is an off day, so I normally do an upper body, so no run. Tuesday, uh, today was uh, five miles mm-hmm. uh, with core. Tomorrow on Wednesday, I will do seven miles with upper body, uh, shoulders and arms. Mm-hmm. Thursday is five miles with lower body. And then Friday, complete rest, do nothing, no, no running, no weights. 
Uh, Saturday is three miles with upper body and core. And then Sunday will be 11 miles. So I'll be up to 11. Then the so you'll be at 21 week. miles for the week. Yes. If next I did the math right. Yep. Okay. okay. Wow. Okay. So that's, I mean, that's a pretty good weekly volume for, for a half marathon, in my opinion. Uh, that's the, uh, next week's the max 12 miles is that Sunday. And then it starts tapering down. Okay. So three weeks out, so so twelve weeks or twelve miles, you'll be three weeks out, and then are you going to go back to? Do you jump down to ten to eight? You know, uh, nine and then six, and then okay. the race week. And then do your weekly runs because even even uh, the five seven five is a pretty is a I mean the seven mile Wednesday run is a pretty ambitious. Uh, actually, it, it, next week it's uh, five six fives, and the okay. following week it's uh, three fours, uh-huh. you know, four four four. Uh, okay, and it just so it does it does taper down a little bit. Um, that okay. that last week I think it's uh, five four three. If I, if I okay. remember that correctly. Well, I definitely wouldn't want to uh, throw a monkey wrench into your training this close to the race, but uh, I will I will give you this shared knowledge, Ron Dawson who was a guest on my show um, last fall, Boston Marathon Qualifier, multiple times, gave me the advice of at least once a week interval training. Um, so basically what he told me was, uh, if I'm going to go out and run four miles, uh, do a one-mile easy kind of a warm-up jog, and then run uh, a half a mile as fast as I can like a full on sprint, then a half mile recovery. And it could be a walk jog and, you know, and then half mile full on sprint, half mile recovery, and then a a one mile easy jog. And so doing that once a week. And I did that for, I think four weeks. And I noticed a significant improvement in my run splits. Yeah, for sure. Now you're you're kind of deep into it. I don't know that I would recommend you you changing things up this close to race week uh, or race the you know the race, but just something to think about in the future. Definitely uh, some interval interval trainings on your on your weekday runs, right? Yep. And then I think your 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 run walk approach is solid. Key from what I've been told, because I don't have the discipline to do it myself is to do it from the beginning. Yes. Right. So if you're going to have, if you're going to have a walk run plan, don't wait till you're tired and then walk run. You got to start from the very beginning and you'll, and you'll get farther in it. So that's, we're all learning together, right? Absolutely. You know what? If we were any good at this, we'd be professionals. That's right. Not that's every, right. Not every day. That's right. So, um, what about your race day, outfit uniform uh garb whatever 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 we want to call it these days i mean we're guys right we don't whatever but i know at one point you early on you made the joke that you were going to wear basketball shorts and um uh, i think a tank top or something like that and i was like no and then you then you then you were wanting to know if you had to get some some jogging shorts which i said you did where did we where did we land on that because because this is the thing eric just like your nutrition, you need to wear whatever you're going to wear on race day yep. at least one time during training yep. to 
just to make sure that it doesn't have any funny seams that are going to rub. No, I'm oh, being serious. Oh, no. Right? I, so I love my wife. Come on, we're going to start there. Okay. Okay. I, lo- I love yeah, my yeah. wife. So she yeah, heard that. that she, anything that follows I love my wife is usually pretty good. So she heard the, you know, the last episode <clears throat> when we were talking. She's like, oh, so you need shorts. Yes. You know, I need to get some running shorts. Um, so I go out of town. She she says, hey, I got some shorts for you. And I'm like, hey, great. You know, let, let my wife pick. It's always better that way. And yeah. Uh, yeah, so I think she brought she brought me four pair of N1 basketball shorts. Not well, she probably <laughs> she saw what you're what you normally wear. <laughs> so uh, I do have running shorts and, I, and so I, I'm making sure I'm wearing, you know, the compression you know, all that time so running my running shorts twice a week, wearing the N ones with my compression the other days. I do need to find the top. I mean, you know, I've got a, I've got a, you know, Steve Francis Rockets basketball jersey. I was thinking about I mean, it's got the sleeves there. It's loose. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, you know, little Walter Payton football jersey, you know, just, mm. you know, go to the 80s look there. Uh, yeah. You know, and I have a lot of running shirts, but they're from other races. And, uh, I, yeah. I don't. I don't like wearing another race shirt during during a race. So I do need to order yeah. um, a shirt, and and you know, or you know, if you want your sponsors want to provide me with one, that that would be great too. So. <laughs> one of my mini sponsors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was I was surprised that during the the Cowtown Marathon two weeks ago that there were so many people running uh, wearing previous Cowtown Marathon finisher shirts. I thought that was pretty cool. They were wearing finisher shirts from the yeah. previous year. So that, that was pretty cool. Um, so I have to be honest, uh, when I first got into, uh, triathlon and running, I went and bought a pair of proper running shorts yeah. and I was, I can wear them now, uh, with relative ease, but I was a little, uncomfortable, uneasy with the fact that they have like lined shorts inside of the shorts, if you know what I'm talking about. Yep. yep. Right. I was a little uncomfortable with that whole concept <laughs> and everything around it. Um, but I've actually found it very freeing uh, and comfortable. Uh, <laughs> it's now, now, and I do, I have, I have the shorter ones. They actually make them in five and seven inch length, I believe. And I have the five inch length. But what's funny is when I wear them, particularly outdoors, because normally I'll have board shorts or basketball shorts, or even my tri shorts are pretty long. I have a band of, of white skin from the tan line to the bottom of the shorts that's exposed, right? And it looks, it looks super cool, right? It looks, it looks super cool. Yeah, so definitely uh, you want to think about what shirt you're going to wear. Now, we had the conversation earlier. You and I both wear prescription eyeglasses. Yep. Uh, I have started running without my glasses. I did run uh, two weeks ago with my prescription sunglasses, which was a good choice because they they actually are almost like almost like I have a like a rubberized textured texture to them. And so they hold my, they hold on my face pretty well. My eyeglasses do not, um, you, you're going to run with your glasses. Is that correct? You know, uh, I, I don't, I was, you know, talk with you talking about that you've done without and the, the last month of my running has been without my glasses because I sweat, you know, when you're in the Clydesdale division, you sweat a lot. 
and uh, there's nothing more annoying than seeing sweat on your glasses. And when you're yeah. running as fast as I am, it's hard to be coordinated enough to take uh-huh. the glasses off and wipe them and clean them. So yeah. um, I, I thought about it all day and I am really leaning to not wear my glasses. Yeah, I would def I would definitely recommend again r- doing an outdoor training run without your glasses. Yeah. You know, as a as a you know, a test run. I have found even and I've made the statement that I am nearly legally blind without my glasses on. Yeah. I'm actually pretty pretty I have pretty poor vision with my glasses on, but without them I'm nearly legally blind. Um but I have found that the only thing that I'm really uh, troubled by is the surface when the surface, the ground surface changes. Like if I was on a sidewalk, maybe missing a transition in the height because of the sidewalk has raised or whatever. So I just got to be super aware of that. Everything else I'm pretty, pretty comfortable with. I'm not going to miss a car or anything like that. Right. And the, and the nice thing is you'll be on course. You just got to follow the person in front of you. Yep. Right, that's all you got. There's plenty of people in front of me, so uh, you know what my my biggest concern, honestly, it's uh, speed bumps. (laughs) That's yeah. So that would be the same. That would be the same kind of thing as the sidewalk crack. Yeah. So the sidewalk, I could uh, the the speed the speed bump is my my concern. (laughs) Yeah. So so just practice it. Practice it. Absolutely. But I I will say this. I know we've had a conversation before. You're not a big fan of loop type runs and moody gardens while i haven't studied the run course hopefully you have uh when i did it it was a three loop course well that's the good thing about not running with my glasses when you're blind you don't realize that you've already done the loop so you just it all looks like a new area every time but but yeah that's a good point counterpoint is the three loop race makes it very spectator friendly right Right. So Rhonda's going to have a really good opportunity to cheer you on, <laughs> on Sorry. course. She's going to be there, right? Uh, my wife will be hanging out at the beach. She will not, you know, my, I love my wife. Uh-huh. Uh, but she's like, you're not one of my kids, so I'm not obligated to watch. So She's not going to come cheer you on? Uh, she, no. Okay. Okay. Maybe she's just telling you that to throw... To throw you off, and then she's going to surprise you. <laughs> you never know. Possible. Could happen. It's well, possible. maybe so. Without your glasses on, maybe they all look like Rhonda, exactly. And so you're just constantly being being cheered <laughs> on. So that that that's a that's something to think about, right? Exactly. Um. So glasses on, gl- glasses off. We're not sure yet. We already established you cannot wear music or earbuds or anything like that, that. Is, have you been that is what, practicing oh that's been hurting that that is that's so painful no podcast no music i mean that that is that has been the most difficult part of the run absolutely yeah i um this is actually a funny story so you know uh i've been running with sean from work and i've talked about it on the show before um, Sean runs with music. I don't run with music because I can, I, I've just got accustomed to where I don't. Well, as we were getting ready to start running to, to you know, the, for the, the marathon, I told him, uh, I was going to take my earbuds with me. I have some, I have my Apple AirPods, which I'm uncomfortable running with cause I'm afraid I'll drop one, but I have some, uh, beats 
um, that hook over the top of my ear. Yep. They're wired. Yep. And so I said, you know what? I'm going to take these with me, Sean. And when we get to about mile 15, I knew I was going to be hurting. It was almost like I was going to look forward to listening to music. Yep. I was actually going to listen to some praise and worship music, music because it calm. It's very calming to me and gets my mind in the right place. We got to mile fifteen and I was hurting. My my beats were dead, like they wouldn't come on, and I was just like, "Oh my gosh!" So I so I feel your pain, Eric, because I I would have. Even though I I can run without music, I would have gladly uh, listened to music at that point. Uh, yeah, it was a it was a miserable experience. Well, you, thought, um, you, so you said you said you know you're worried about the ear, earbuds coming out. I wear a headpiece a headpiece to cover my ears, and so even though I've been running uh-huh. without listening, I still have to have my headpiece in because it on my head is just I again I sweat. It helps protect me, and it's just now I just feel unnatural. To go out and run yeah. without that headpiece, it's just like, I don't. Am I really running? Am I really doing this, or am I just pretending? That's when I. That's when the you you know the Green Lantern has his ring. I have my headpiece. That's funny. That's funny. Well, that actually brings brings me to another point. You know, we don't know what the weather is going to be like yep. yet. Yep. We're still we're still four weeks out. We hope the weather is warmer not super hot but a little bit warmer i mean it was it was in the 30s again this morning yep. right yep. so the tr- traditional practice when you when you run is to layer yep. right so you dress in layers and then as your body heats up you shed layers yep. right it's very common half marathons marathons um a lot of them are for charity um it's it's not only not frowned upon it's somewhat encouraged Right to discard your layered it's like a uh, clothing. For, it's a fundraiser for some of them, right? Yep, yep. Yeah. So it's very common to discard your layered clothing as you run. Um, Iron Man does not share that philosophy. I'm just going to let you know that right now. <laughs> so um, don't don't be shedding your layers on course because you could get a penalty for that. And I, I'm not projecting on you, but based on what you are telling us. Um, we don't need any time penalties uh, added to our. We don't know if the listeners will be able to factor in a uh, a plus or minus penalty for shedding your 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 head garment there because it got too sweaty. Is there, so is there a is there a time limit is, as a team that we have to be? Oh yeah, I would imagine that we would have to adhere to the standard time limit, which I should know this. But I believe that it is eighteen and or eighteen. I believe that it is eight and a half hours. Okay, I could be wrong. So y'all, y'all, now, y'all get done in four. It gives me four and a half. Okay, I'm pretty confident. Yes, that. yeah. And so the way that it goes, it's it's actually kind of interesting because there is there is an overall time limit, which someone's going to call me out on. I believe it's eight and a half, and I should have looked that up. There is a uh, a cutoff for the swim. Right, so you have to be out of the water in an hour and ten minutes. There is a cutoff for the bike. There really isn't a cutoff per se for the run, other than the total run, the total course, right. or the you know the total time of the course. So, um, Lindsay has committed to giving you a sizable cushion. We talked about it uh, last week. I, I'm just hoping to maintain proper position and not not fall backwards too far. 
I I I hope to finish middle of the pack okay. for my age group. Yep. Lindsay is working hard. Uh, hopefully, she'll be able to put up a good bike split, and then it's all on you, buddy. I, you know what? I br- bring it in. You know, bring bring it in. Yeah, you're that. You you are in fact the anchor, and so you're going to be good. Okay, so we've talked about you. You're you're excited. You have a little bit of anxiety. You, um, your, your running is going well. You're getting over a little bit of a stomach bug, but you had a good five mile run today. You got a good taper plan going. Your wife's being supportive. You've got your and one basketball shorts and your, and your head garment. You're practicing no, no, uh, headphones. Have you got your, uh, weekend accommodations lined up? We are actually, me and Lindsay have confirmed today. So I am booking and paying for those uh, this evening. Oh, cool. Are you staying close to the course or uh, where are y'all at? It is 28 minutes from the, uh, the, where the place we're staying to the starting line. So they're in Galveston. Okay. So, so you're on Galveston Island. Yep. South? North? Yes, south. South. Okay. Perfect. And so you're going to come down. So bike uh, athlete check-in is on Friday and Saturday. Yep. You guys are coming down Saturday? Friday. You're going to come down Friday. Down Friday evening, yep. Okay, and then so we we need to meet as a group, yep. the three of us. We all have to check in at the same time. Now I'm working athlete check in Friday night uh, and bike check in Saturday morning. I was hoping that we could do athlete and bike check in Saturday afternoon. If that's what makes you end. happy, we're there. Yeah, well, I'm I'm trying to pack a lot of things yes. into this. On top of which. I have made some new friends, Eric, who are also racing this weekend that I would like to meet up with. So it's going to be an action-packed weekend. I am really, I'm really looking forward to it. Nice. I think we're going to have, uh, I think we're going to have a lot of fun. Yep. I think it's going to be, uh, it's going to be exciting. We do need to, uh, are, when are y'all coming home? Uh, Monday. R- Rhonda and I are, we're staying, uh, her birthday is like that Wednesday, so we're gonna stay uh, Sunday night and come back uh, Wednesday evening. Do you know what Lindsay's plans are? I do not. Okay, so I would like to uh, let's tentatively plan, and we'll have to figure out the logistics on it. We'll tentatively plan to film or not to film to record our race recap and talk about our victory uh, Sunday night Perfect. while I have all of your emotions. Uh, fresh in your mind, and then we'll release our race. <laughs> our race recap. I, I, Sound like a plan? And, and announce, maybe we can announce the winner. The winner, yeah, of who was the closest to the prediction? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Well, cool. Well, you know what? Uh, this has been very educational, and it actually makes me feel a little bit better. I, I, I. Uh, sounds like you've been taking this very, very serious. And you are uh, you're, you're going to go out there and you're going to perform well. Um, since you didn't ask, I will tell you I have been working hard on the swim. I actually went to the pool uh, four times last week, uh, and one time I did my Zen Eight swim training uh, routine. I've been to the gym or to the pool twice this week. But what's key is uh, a week ago. I swam 2,000 yards at a pace of two minutes and five seconds per 100. 
Yesterday, I swam 2,000 yards at a 201 per 100 pace. So I was able to uh, shave four seconds off of my pace because last week when I went to the pool, I uh, I worked on some serious drills. I actually, for the very first time, I used a, a center snorkel. And Eric, I don't know if you know what that is. No. Nah. But it's something that's designed for triathletes. So you've been snorkeling, I'm I'm guessing, at some no, point in your past. No. You've never been snorkeling. Okay. You've seen a you've seen a yep. snorkel. Yep. Okay. So a standard snorkel mask, which is similar to a scuba dive mask, the mask covers both the eyes and the nose. So when you put the snorkel in your mouth, you have no choice except to breathe in and breathe out through your mouth into the snorkel. So we wear swim goggles, which only cover your eyes. So your nose is exposed. So you typically, you turn your head, you breathe in through your mouth. And then while you're underwater, you breathe out through your nose. Pretty, pretty standard. Well, with this swim snorkel, you have your nose exposed and I couldn't figure out how to use it. Like, how do you breathe in through your mouth with your nose exposed without sucking water into your nose? Right. And I've had this thing for two years. And it's designed so that you don't have to turn your head to breathe and you can just focus on your arms and all this stuff, right? Well, my new friend on Instagram, How Cat Rolls, asked the same question two weeks ago or made the comment about how she was struggling. And somebody said, get a nose plug. And I can't believe that I didn't think about this before. So I ordered one. It basically pinches your nostrils pretty tight and you cannot breathe through your nose. And so I was able to use my front snorkel for the very first time. However, if you're using the front snorkel and you are swimming in one of the outside lanes of the swimming pool and you swim for long enough, you create a little bit of a chop. And so at one point I made a turn, I came back and the water was so choppy that it actually sucked in through my snorkel and I almost drowned in a two foot deep swimming pool right at the LA fitness uh, didn't tap road in Capel, Texas. That would not have been a good way to end this journey. So I had to be super careful about that, but I have been focusing on, on my swim because I want to, I want to set a, I want to, I want to get us started off on the right path and, and get us going really. Good. So, I, I, so, so I'm going to, you know, as your friend, I'm going to do you a favor. The next Please. time that happens and you do drown, I'm going to uh-huh. tell people he dove into a frozen lake, a lady with her six kids, their car went underwater, and he went in and rescued all six of those yes. kids and two puppies. That's how he drowned, not in the two-foot pool. Yeah. For the so so you, will, you will tell the story – uh, as a ver uh, a version of heroic uh, heroic uh, heroicness and not stupidity is Absolutely. what you're saying. I got your back, bro. I got your back. I appreciate that. <laughs> I appreciate that. That's awesome. That is awesome. Well, hey man, uh, it's getting late, so I don't want to keep you any longer. You've been super super uh, accommodating with being able to jump on. Uh, as, as we wrap up our time, is there anything that you've learned that you would like to share? Uh, learned that. You know what? I'm actually enjoying work workouts with the runs that I th- thought would never. And uh, uh, looking forward to the race, but I'm also, you know, starting to put together a what, what is my workouts going to look like afterwards? 
and just to mm-hmm. keep running and keep working out. I'm enjoying those, you know, I'm uh, a, a coworker of ours, Russell, you know, I, mm-hmm. when I first started doing it uh, and I was telling him I was doing it and he said, how do you feel afterwards? I said, oh, I was, okay. And he said, so you didn't get uncomfortable. And he said, you just did what was okay. And so I pushed myself to get uncomfortable where, you know, you don't feel good, but you feel good. And uh, I've noticed I feel better. You know, being uncomfortable has actually made me feel better. Yeah, that's a... uh, I don't know how I feel about Russell putting you in that position, to be honest with you. I don't want to use the term that coming to mind, but that's like someone, somebody, somebody made a statement or asked a question of the day. They're like, did you give it your all? And they're like, yeah. And they're like, did you throw up? And they're like, no. And they're like, did you give it your all? Like they, they asked the question again. You're like, well, I guess not. Right. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, you know, you said it, we're not professional athletes. Right. right? And, and you got to know how, how hard to push yourself. Okay to, to make gains, but to not set yourself back and get injured and all that stuff. I look forward to, to watching you progress past this, to see, to, to see what step you take next. If it's back to a full marathon, or I know that one point you've mentioned possibly, you know, getting a bike, getting some swim underneath you, maybe starting with some sprint triathlons. I don't know, but it's a, it's interesting and I'll, and I'll be excited to watch your journey along the way. I appreciate it. Yeah. So uh, I think that's uh, that's where we're going to wrap up this episode on Instagram. If you see the post, you heard the, the, the challenge that Eric has put out there, go ahead and put our pre- your predictions of where we will finish. Uh, you can put just our total cumulative time, including transitions, or you can break it down, swim, bike, and run for extra credit. I'm not sure how you feel about that. Uh, go ahead and put those out there. And of course, I think the uh, the week of for sure, probably the week, the Friday before, we will also put uh, put out there for the whole world to see what we believe we, we will personally be able to put up from a, from a number standpoint. Absolutely. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you have any questions, advice that you would like to share, or would like to be a guest on the show and share your story, you can email everyday ironman podcast at gmail.com also don't forget to follow on instagram at everyday ironman podcast until next time keep moving forward